Now, before we proceed with this episode, I do have something important that I need to share with everybody. As you guys know, about two years ago, I did a sketch comedy show called The Going Live Show. And while I was on the show, I worked with a very talented cast and became friends with practically every cast member on the show. And one friend that I had in particular, her name was Tata Sharice. Now, if you watch the Going Live show, you know who Tata is. She was basically um, the public defender. That was her uh, main gimmick on the uh, show. That was the main character she played, and she did that quite a few times. And if you saw the um, Hood Exorcist sketch, uh, she played the mother in the sketch. Like, I played the, uh, the priest that was trying to, you know, get the demon out of of her son in the sketch. Uh, she played the mom and I played the priest going, the power of Christ compels you. Like that was me. Well, sadly this past Christmas Eve, uh, Tata Sharice was carjacked at gunpoint while coming home from a comedy show. Now the good news is she is not hurt physically. The bad news is her car was stolen and the merchandise that she sells after shows was stolen as well. And she currently has a GoFundMe page set up to help her raise the money that she needs to get a new car and order more merch so she can, you know, get back to selling merch and get out there performing. And what I'm gonna do is I am going to read the synopsis of her GoFundMe page to further illustrate what she's looking for rather than try to paraphrase. It. So this is on her GoFundMe page. Hey y'all, so I got carjacked. I'm no stranger to obstacles or overcoming tough times, but what recently happened to me was something I really wasn't prepared for. I was carjacked at gunpoint by two men on Christmas Eve coming home from a show. Comedy is now the majority of my income, so my car was very important to me because it's how I get to most shows. Also, all of my Tata Sharice merchandise was in the trunk of my car, which was another big part of my income. I'm blessed to be alive. I do about five to 10 shows a month and I'm really grinding. I don't plan to give up at all, but I'm creating this GoFundMe to help speed things up so I can get back to doing what I love and bring joy to others. Anything that anybody can contribute would be greatly appreciated and used to go towards a car and to replace my merchandise that I sell at shows. I appreciate the support and my spirit has not been broken. Thank you for the love that people have already showed me and anything further helps. I just entered year six of my stand-up comedy career and it has been an incredible journey. I've hit amazing milestones and so far I've performed in over 200 shows non-stop, but I can't let this situation situation slow me down. And as I mentioned before, Tata Sharice is a friend of mine. I've worked with her before. She is hilariously funny and a tremendous talent. And I am encouraging all of the Boochcast fans to donate money to Tata Sharice's GoFundMe to help her get back on her feet, get back on the road, and get back to doing what she does best. So from now until the GoFundMe page is completed, I am going to be putting the link to her GoFundMe page on every single Boochcast episode going forward inside the synopsis so you can use it to go there and do whatever you can to help her out. I will also be providing links on the Boochcast social media pages so you can access them there as well. So go to the link, donate what you can, and help Tata Sharice get back to bringing joy and laughter to the world. Lutes. Files. Irritating little crumb horns. Gaze at the person across from you now. Feel 
spark of connection If you don't screw up this moment somehow Maybe you won't die alone Don't be too needy or bring up your ex Don't say the words her peace and pleasure Trust me, I promise she knows And now her defenses are starting to fall Smile and return her affection If you don't manage to ruin it all Maybe you won't die What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, and welcome to the recap of NXT. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, joining me here on The Booch Cast, he is the NXT correspondent. He's been woken. He's been broken. Absolutely. And now he's just broke. Ladies and gentlemen, he's welcome to The Booch Cast, the one, the only, the broke, soulless ginger, Mr. Zach Scott. What's up, dude? That's just me, the broke, soulless ginger, Zach Scott. Gene was speaky. I'm not that broke. And Vinny, nice car wasn't that bad that was lost the last lot right up last week you don't have to hear you go on a 20 minute rant well that's not gonna happen because like i said i said everything i needed to say about the draft last week i had to get it all out of my system because i knew we were never gonna discuss it again because we have no reason to and we had to address the draft because it drastically affected nxt in fact they remind us on this episode 17 people from nxt were called up to the main roster. Hell, this past Monday on Raw, Zoe Stark had a match with Nikki Cross and fucking delivered. So Zoe Stark just had an impressive debut. And there's plenty of other people that are going to be eventually making their appearances on Raw and SmackDown respectfully. And obviously, once Indy Hartwell is medically cleared, she'll be up there. And they'll have her and Dexter hopefully getting together and doing some stuff. And they might put the... I'm hearing rumors they might even reunite the way. Like, have Dexter and uh, Johnny Gargano and Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae. Now, of course, minus Austin Theory, because Theory's on SmackDown. But I've heard rumors that Tommaso Ciampa might come back, and he might join. I'm sorry? Where's Tommaso Ciampa been? I haven't seen him in forever. He had a neck injury. So that's why he's been gone for so long. He's been recovering from a serious neck injury. So I don't know if if he is coming back, but I've heard rumors that he is. He's going to join up with The Way, which is what I'd love to see because, you know, I, I desperately think DIY needs to get back together. Because I don't think these two can stand on their own in WWE. I just, I don't, you know. I I feel like Johnny and Tommaso would be more beneficial to the tag team division. Because we definitely need more tag teams. We've got enough singles competitors. And 
You know, I feel like that will be helpful in that area. And then, of course, Indy and Dexter can do their thing until eventually, you know, hopefully Indy will get um, some title shots and all that. But speaking of Indy Hartwell, as we know, she got called up to the main roster. And as a result, she had to relinquish the NXT Women's Championship. Because of that, a tournament is now being held. And the finals of that tournament will culminate at Battleground, which is at the end of this month. And we kick things off with our first official match of the evening. We have a quarterfinal match in that women's tournament where Gigi Dolan goes one-on-one against Tiffany Stratton. Did you enjoy this? Immensely. Yeah, I did too. It was actually a pretty good <clears throat> opening match. And these two ladies beat the living shit out of each other. We already know that Tiffany Stratton was going to win, but at least Gigi Dolan got her shit in. Gigi got a lot of moves in. Stratton got a lot of moves in, but she hit that uh, beautiful moonsault. One, two, three. And Tiffany Stratton is wins. Eventually, we're going to see Gigi Dolan have, some, have a long tied around her waist, but I think it just is not the right time right now for her. But I enjoyed this tournament day, actually. A good opening bout. Any good thoughts, though? Yeah. Well, well, ultimately, uh, you know, Gigi, her time is going to come. It, it's 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 inevitable. But this, she had just got fresh off the feud with J.C. Jane, which, as I mentioned before, I felt the match they had last week should have been saved for a pay-per-view. But that's just me. Uh, but either way, there was no guarantee that Tiffany was going to win. You don't know where they're going to go. Now, Tiffany winning was the right decision. In fact, she even said in her promo, they should just hand her the women's title. Now, obviously, she's a heel. That's what she's going to say. And she has the gimmick of being a self-entitled brat. So that's going to be her her way of saying things. But to an extent, I agree with her. Because I still believe she should have won the triple threat match. She should be the women's champion right now. If Indy Hartwell getting called up, again, was your intention. That's the thing that frustrates me. I don't like seeing wrestlers relinquish a championship when they don't have to. Now, obviously, if Indy did not get called up and she got in and, and she had this injury and had to surrender the title, I'd be a bit more understanding. But because she's going to Monday Night Raw, I'm pretty sure they had this decision in advance unless they decided the day of, which they need to stop fucking doing shit like that. Then Tiffany should have won the triple threat match and had Tiffany be the champion, have Indy put over the champ, and then go to Raw and Tiffany can dominate the women's division. Because I definitely, I sure as fuck don't want to see Roxanne Perez with his title again. I've never wanted JC Jane to win a match so badly in my life because I already sat through her title reign and it was fucking awful. I couldn't take it. For the life of me, I couldn't take it. But ultimately, Tiffany Stratton should have won. Now, obviously, she won this match tonight, which is great. She's going on to the semifinals and... We know that uh, Lyra Valkyrie and Kiana James, they're going to wrestle a little later in the night. But I think next week is when we're going to see Roxanne Perez and JC Jane. And I'm definitely cheering for JC in that one. And we got Fallon Henley versus Cora Jade. And I want to see Fallon Henley wear, win that because I don't want to see Cora Jade with the women's championship because I'm not, I'm not really a big fan of hers either. A lot of there's a lot of women that aren't in this tournament that should be in this tournament because they are way more deserving. Ivy Nile's not in this tournament. Yeah, obviously Ivy Nile's not in it. Anyways, I got a bone to pick with her later. <laughs> we'll get to that. Um, but on that note, we cut to um, we see uh Trick Williams uh coming into the building. Uh, he's getting ready to face Braun Breaker a little later. We then cut to the backstage area where Joe Gacy tells Ava Rain he will heed her words and stay in the back during the Dyad's tag title match. So he says, lead them 
them as lead them the way I would. This made no sense. Okay, whatever. You're not going to be out there, but Ava is. All right, whatever you say there, Mr. Gacy. So this is fucking weird because Joe is basically making it clear that he said, I sacrificed my body to get you guys this title opportunity and blah, blah, blah. And Ava was telling her to, you know, do something for yourself as well. And I don't see how that has to do with him staying in the back. Like, you can go out ringside for this match and still want something for yourself a little later. Again, th- this is no logic being brought into this segment right here. It's it's This is clearly fucking stupid. It makes no abs- sense that they would do that. Like, just, you know, go out there, be at ringside. I don't know why you're letting Ava go out there on her own, and the whole thing was just ridiculous. But after we get past this ridiculousness, we move on to the next match of the evening for the NXT Tag Team Titles. Gallus with Joe Coffey defend the titles against a dyad with Ava Rain. Yeah, this match started before even uh, the Bays were on. But to tell you the truth, it was actually a pretty good tag team match. The Dallas got a lot of moves in. The Die guy got a lot of moves in. Ava Rain tried to distract the ref. All of a sudden, we saw Avi now come attack Ava Rain. Vinny, question. Okay. Why is and no? I was like, damn it. Gallus still has the tag team titles. I'm not saying they're not going to, Gallus is not going to lose the titles on uh, free TV, but it was okay, man. I thought it was actually pretty decent. And I thought for a second that I was going to actually going to win. Turns out I was wrong. And I still don't know why Ivy Nile got involved. Penny, can you explain this to me in any sort of way? Well, yeah. Well, I, apparently Ivy Nile is sick and tired of Ava constantly interfering. Uh, she has an issue with that. Um, so she went out there to stop it. I thought she was going to go out there last week when she was saying some shit, but I guess they were laying the groundwork for this moment right here, which I think is going to lead to Ava Rain and Ivy Nile having some type of one-on-one match at some point. Whether it happens on NXT or it happens at Battleground, I don't know. Uh, I would I would save it for Battleground for the simple fact that Ava Rain has not stepped into a ring yet, and even though they're not mentioning this on TV, which is smart, the fact is she's The Rock's daughter. She should have her debut at a pay-per-view because I feel like that's going to get the most reaction. It's going to be outside of the NXT bubble, and we get to see how they react. Because, like I said, she's she's now now she technically has wrestled, but she's mostly wrestled at NXT live events. She wasn't really wrestling on television. Because remember, her debut was when she was revealed to be the fourth member of the Schism, and she's mostly been a valet and a backup for everybody. So now we get to see what she's made of when she eventually steps inside that ring, and I feel like Battleground is the best place to do it. It. They have her let her have her debut match there because more people will be motivated to see it. And the reason most people will be motivated to see it is the simple fact of does The Rock's daughter have the skills? That's going to be intriguing to buy a pay per view. We get to see okay, is this going to be a like father, like daughter situation? Or did the apple fall too far from the tree? Or are we going to get another version of Charlotte Flair? The same. Well, that, well, for that to happen, she would have to be ru- like rushed into the women's title scene way too early because that was Charlotte's problem. They just, they just kept giving her title reign after title reign after title reign for the simple fact she's Ric Flair's daughter. You know, like in the beginning she was winning title runs and had them, but the fact that she's like a 14, 15 time champion, she does not deserve that many titles. And there were so many times they put Charlotte in matches. She had no business being in for the simple fact. They want to cater to Ric Flair's daughter. Cause there's no other logical explanation why you would fuck up storylines or title runs just to can something to Charlotte Flair on a silver platter that does nothing to benefit the women's division. Nothing at all. This is a different than a Charlotte Flair situation because Ava hasn't been rushed into anything. Like I said, she hasn't even had a match yet. So I want to see what she's made of. 
Now, the news that happened there that is, is, uh, 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 her debut needs to go to be at Battleground against Ivy Nile. Well, that's who it's going to be because Ivy Nile attacked her. So obviously, there's got to be some type of retribution. Um, that being said, the tag match itself I thought was very good. Uh, you know, Gallus, as much as I'm not a fan of their title run, they do work well in the ring. Uh, the Dyad, they've always been great. Uh, so the chemistry was off the charts. Gallus, of course, got the win, which means now the Dyad can no longer challenge for the tag tag team titles as long as Gallus is holding them. So as long as Gallus are the tag team champions, we'll never see the Dyad challenge for them. So now you've now basically cut a tag team from the title picture, which means now they gotta see what's gonna happen in the future. Are they gonna are the Creed brothers gonna step in? Are the family gonna step in? Who's gonna be next to face them and who's gonna be the, the team that takes the belts off of them, if any, you know? So it's, this is going to be a weird challenge to see now because you've just cut a solid tag team out of the title picture, which I'm not particularly a fan of. Um, but either way, it'll be intriguing to see. And the question is, are the Dyads still going to be part of the schism? Like, is Joe Gacy going to have anything to say about them not winning the tag belts? Because Joe literally, literally, you know, went out there, had a match with Joe Coffey, and they did whatever they had to do to win that match and get in the title shot, and now you failed to get the titles. So is Joe Gacy going to continue to be understanding, or are we going to cut two roots from the tree? I don't know what's going to happen. Just got to wait and see. Yeah. On that note, we cut to the backstage area uh, where we see uh, Big Body Javi talking to the people of Chase U. Uh, Duke Hudson comes out, and Javi accuses Duke of trying to take over Chase U. Hudson denies it and says he is merely just substituting until Andre Chase comes back, and he decides to book a match between the two of them for later in the night. I really do not like this big body body guy, do you? I don't like him, but I don't hate him as much as you do. Okay, guy in a fire. Bye-bye, shoot. Go away there, little one. No more. Go fuck yourself, you big body hobby. Cat is a big body bulldog. Kiss my Irish ass, you motherfucker. Fuck you. Moving on. I just, I I definitely think the gimmick is ridiculous, but I don't hate him because he's not... Not like he's being given wins he doesn't deserve or title shots or anything like that. He's basically a job guy. Um, but I also like that Duke, that Thea Vale got excited because she got an 88 on the pop quiz. Because apparently Duke Hudson gave a pop quiz and... Just everything's entertaining here. So uh, on that note, we do move on to the next match of the evening. If you even want to call it that. We got Duke Hudson with Thea Hale versus Big Body Javi. Okay, this match went way too long, so no. Duke Hudson probably hit the razor's head. One, two, three. Big body, Javi can go fuck off. Yeah, Hudson basically hits the razor's edge, gets the win, so this this didn't take very long, but it shouldn't because, like I said, big body Javi's basically a job guy. But it looks good for Duke Vinny. Hudson, getting a solid win. Yeah, Vinny, I timed it. It was two minutes and 45 seconds of our life that we're never going to get back. You know, either way, it was a good win for Duke Hudson, and it's still intriguing to see because, like we said, Every time we feel like he's going to turn on Chase U, it doesn't happen. So now the big question is, are they just going to keep him in this group forever? Does he eventually turn? And if he does eventually turn, will it be as exciting? Because I don't know where this is going to go. But I feel like if they were going to pull the trade, they should have done it a long time ago. Because now it's just awkward if they do. If they do make him turn. And... On that note, we're going to move on to the next match of the evening. We got Eddie Thorpe goes one-on-one against Damon Kemp. This is actually was pretty good, wasn't it? I was surprised. Eddie Thorpe can fucking do it, can he not? Oh, yeah, he's, this was very well he's done. Not, he's not that spot monkey type of referee, is he? No, not at no, all. No, he's not. I, 
right up. I mean, Damon Kemp and these two fine gentlemen beat the shit out of each other. I want to say call this just a hot spot, but I call it a good fashion brawl. What do you think? This was wrestling. There yeah. was this was I wouldn't really say this was a brawl. There was a lot of mat wrestling going on here, mostly because of Damon Kemp's background. Eddie Thorpe had some good spots, some good moves. Uh, I like that that elbow drop that he does. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, that was a good spot. You know, just overall it was a great match. Two guys who definitely know how to work. Um, you know, Eddie Thorpe, I don't know too much about him, but uh, hopefully at some point we'll get to see what he's like promo-wise. I think Damon Kemp is really coming into his own as a heel. As a solid heel, um, and he he could definitely you know capitalize on the fact that he drove Roderick Strong out of NXT. As we all know, uh, Roderick Strong is not coming back because he's with AEW. So Damon Kemp should really capitalize on the fact that he got rid of Roderick Strong, and they should really build him more to become a vicious heel. And I definitely feel like Damon Kemp has that ability to be a really great heel, and I think this is an opportunity to really build him up and get us a solid heel. Because granted, we have Braun Breaker, but we don't know how much longer he's going to stay. I uh, still can't believe he hasn't been called up, but... I know, I know. He did get called up into, into draft. I don't know why they didn't do that. Speaking of Braun Breaker, we cut to the backstage area where he's in the locker room and he basically says that he's warning Carmelo that he's going to put uh, Rick Williams in a hospital bed right next to him. Basically, Braun Breaker just being the uh, dickish kid that he is and uh, just saying like, okay, you want a piece of me? I'll put your ass right beside the other guy. I was like, oh, no, Mr. Braun Breaker, I'm loving the fucking deal. Oh, this is awesome. I think ladies and gentlemen, boys are going to do me this. That's fucking cool right there. Not as good as MJF, just saying, but still pretty fucking good. So, oh, yeah. go ahead. And Carmelo sees that, and he's already getting ready to leave the barbershop because now he's fitting to make an appearance to uh, make sure Trick Williams is okay. And as he leaves the barbershop, we are moving on to the next match of the evening. We got Ilya Dragunov, one-on-one against Dijak. Another good good wrestling match, was it not? This was awesome. It was hard-hitting. Yeah. And both these guys brought the fight. Yeah, they brought the fight out of each other. And once again, I love uh, Dragunov's facial expressions. What about you? Me too. Uh, I like yeah, it I because yeah, he shows. He definitely shows that he's fired up. He's tough. He facial expressions go a long way in selling in a wrestling ring. And Dragunov is gifted at it. It was a very good uh, um, match, and uh, then. Uh, Dijak made a, a no-no and kind of threw the ref into the uh, ring into the post, and I was not supposed to the, you know what I mean. And then uh, Dijak hit uh, Dragunov with a chair, and um, then Dijak put uh, beats the shit out of him, gets him uh, gets him uh, uh, tested so tests on top of him, and he just sat there smiling at everything he was doing. I was like, all right, Dijak. I was like, all right, good for you, man. Good, good hit me. Good spot. I thought this match was actually good. Uh, very good. See everybody, this card was actually very, very good tonight. Yeah. Fucking moron. Yeah, like I said. It was very well done aside from then of course there's the DQ finish, you know. Um, you know, as we now, you know, Dijak hits Dragon off with the chair, the ref calls for the bell. He then choke slams him off the apron and traps him under the ring steps and stands on them, basically trying to injure Dragonoff. Uh now the question is, is he injured? And if not, where do we go from here? See, the good thing about this DQ finish is that it allows the door to be open for a match at Battleground. And they could end up having something like a street fight or a no-holds-barred match to even up the score. That 
that way you have a match where you can use weapons you have a match where there's no disqualification you have a match where okay we're not even trying to wrestle we just want to fight and as long as that's the only match that does that you'll be fine as far as booking goes like I said it's okay to have a match like that as long as you only have one and everybody else understands hey here's the shit we're going to be doing in this match don't do these things that way you keep the variety going so I feel like this has the potential to become like a hardcore match because yeah, there needs, needs to be like a street fight no whole bar uh, yeah there's the tables ladders and sticks I don't care just no thumbtacks or ladders please there folks no, no ladders we don't need a ladder in this match Okay. There. Dijax is too big to climb up the top of the ladder, jump off the top of one. Drag no. it off, maybe, but not Dijax. No. The only, you only, like I said, unless you're, unless there's something hanging above the ring, or unless it's the Hardys, no ladders. No ladders. No ladders. None of that shit. And on that note, we're going to move on here to the next match of the evening. We got Charlie Dempsey with Gabagulak versus Tyler Bate with Wesley. I don't know what to think of this. What about you? This was fucking weird. <laughs> It was very, very weird, but to let you know that the, I think it was just uh, there. I want to say it was really a filler. Would you call this a filler? Um, yeah, because there was no reason or rhyme to the match. It didn't make sense. And even though it was good because Charlie Dempsey and Tyler Bate are great workers, there wasn't really anything to go here. And then, of course, Joe Gacy shows up out of nowhere um, for reasons that make no sense. And then, of course, they got this, uh, and you got Noam Dar relaunching some supernova sessions and once Dragon Lee is his first guest. What the fuck is that? Just a bunch of stupid random shit happening. Uh, in the end, uh, Dempsey gets the win, which I like because oh, win. yeah, he gets a dragon suplex for the win. So I thought that was something that needed to happen because I feel like Charlie Dempsey is a guy you can definitely push to be at least a North American champion. So I feel like he needs the win more than Tyler Bate does. As much as I like Tyler Bate, I don't really see much of a future for him in the States. I could be wrong, but I'm not seeing it right now. And I feel like Charlie deserves it more. And on that note, we move on to the next match of the evening, if we even want to call it that. We got <laughs> Hank Walker and Tank Ledger versus Briggs and Jensen with Fallon Henley. I don't know what I think of this. I think this is this was another filler match for me, which is there, but it it shows that that uh, Briggs and Jensen are finally back on the right track and they got their heads on straight. Ending done. That's what finally said and done. And eventually, when you see Briggs and Jensen, the tag team goal, but they showed dominance and that one of the poor guys. Uh, Ledger had to spin his teeth out and at the end of the match, which Brigham Jensen won. Yeah, they helped us they, uh, take Ledger and Hank Walker up and they shake their hands just to show respect. It was there, the boring as hell, but it shows that Brigham Jensen are back on track. Yeah, let's look at that maybe in a positive way. Yeah, I mean, and of course they helped them up and shake their hands because Brigham Jensen don't hate these guys. A match is a match, so it's like, hey, we're all cool, everything's great, you know, fights are fights. And obviously, Briggs and Jensen, you know, like I said, once that match ended, the mixed tag match ended, and Kiana James basically walked out on them, on on Jensen, you know, Briggs was already there to, you know, console him and everything. So that's the thing. So even though they, they didn't really break up, you know, it was just, there was like, there was a disagreement and that was it. But there was no actual like, hey, this team is broken up. You know, so it, it so they was it was easy for them to get back on the same page once Jensen found out that Kiana James was a you know, you know, a flip flopping whore. So that was an easy thing to do. <laughs> I don't want to mean don't call her a whore, maybe just a uh, uh, Hey, she broke his heart and was texting and hooking up with somebody else. That's a whore. It's a whore. Yes. 
Okay. You know, that got taken care of. So definitely Briggs and Jensen are on the verge of. I hope they can get the tag team titles soon. Especially if Gallus goes through the family and fucking the Cree brothers and all that. Obviously, after that, they would have to, you know, Briggs and Jensen would have to be next on the list. And on that note, we move on to the next match of the evening. We have another tournament match in the quarterfinals of the NXT Women's Championship with Lyra Valkyra one-on-one against the whore, Kiana James. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, Lyra and the whore, Kiana James. This match was actually surprisingly good. Wasn't that? Oh, it was very good. Both these women know how to work. The match was very well done. Um, and, you know, Valkyra obviously got the head kick for the win, but, you know, Kiana showed that despite the fact that she's a whore, she's no slouch in the ring. She's no slouch in the ring. Not at all. I thought, I was like, but these two finalists beat the crap out of each other, and it was a good match right there. I mean, back and forth, and they stayed off the top rope. Boom, we got a decent uh, tournament quarterfinal match. And then my bacteria one was fuck. And then I see that down. I was like, huh, okay. Maybe this this is being a punishment. Maybe this is um, a punishment for TNA. He's being a whole... God, we're going to hell. We're not going to hell. We need to get letters. Please. Please send letters. Please, please, I beg of you. Tell me how horrible I am for calling a woman who turned on her boyfriend and was cheating on him with somebody else a whore. Tell me I'm wrong for that, ladies and gentlemen. They're not wrong. That's it's just not that's, nice. that's literally what a whore is. Like I said, the only time a woman should be slut-shamed is if she's cheating. And technically she was cheating, therefore she is a whore. What else the fuck do you want me to say? Oh no, she's a wonderful person. Because when people think when people think about wonderful people, they think of cheaters. Are you done? Yeah. Okay. And on that note, we are going to move on here to the next segment here. Oh, we got Tony D'Angelo and Stax who confront Gallus at the bar. Basically, they're telling them, hey, you know, congratulations on your victory. We want a title shot. Bill Kofi tells them to hit the bricks while they can walk. D'Angelo says they will get their title match one way or the other. And he's like, look, you guys, you're not in your native land. You're in the States. You don't want to threaten me. Then all of a sudden, everybody in the bar gets up. Stax lets them know they're outnumbered. So it's like, uh-huh. so he's like, all right, we'll leave for now. But this ain't over. And walk out of the bar. Okay. Um, I like this right here, but I thought it was funny as hell when Tony D started running that fucking mouth and pitch. Like, dude, I like you a lot, but look where you're at. You're in a bar full of Irish and Scottish people. Yeah, real smart on that one. I thought the dog would really be smarter than that. Bring a couple extra backups yourself for one fucking person. I thought you were ta- these Italians were supposed to be smart. Apparently, they're not. Hey, it's all right. You know, babe, Tony D, he keeps his cool for the most part, but he was smart. He walked in. He wanted to have a conversation. Gallus decided to make it violent. Tony's letting him know, I ain't a person you want to threaten because Italians play the long game. See, that's the difference. See, Gallus is playing checkers. Tony's playing chess. That's the difference between the mafia and a drunken Scottish person. Hey, easy now. Stop me when I lie. Get back to drinking your fucking wine. I'm just saying, let me know when I start telling lies. I haven't told one yet. That's the truth. So Tony D, you know, he walked, he, he walked, they walked out of the bar after he made his point. Hey, it's called living to fight another day. That's how the fuck we do over there. All right. 
I ain't backing down from nobody, but I ain't fucking stupid either. All right. Besides, I need them alive so I can take their fucking belts. You know what I'm saying? The belts ain't good to me if they're sleeping with the fishes. Then everybody will be like, you only got the belts because you're fucking off them. I thought you guys would be smarter to go in there full of Irish or Scottish people there, Tony. Come on now. Really? Oh, please. You think what? I give a fuck what a bunch of cherry tops and skirts are going to fucking do? Keep I mean, come on. buttons there, dude. Yeah, look. I mean, come on, cherry top. You know me better than that by now. I ain't going to fucking. I ain't fucking scared of them. You know, good well, now, well, I ain't scared uh, of them. I let you know there's two big guys behind you and Stacks. Those are my cousins. Oh, you fucking yeah. around. Don't worry. Like, trust me. I walked out tonight. I get the title soon. Simple as we'll that. We'll have the title soon. We'll yeah. have the title soon. I'll give you guys that. Yeah. And people, yeah. they always ask me, why do you do with them? I go, I tell them, oh, it's business. Exactly. This shit's chess. It ain't checkers. You know, I can beat you at chess, so it's all good. No, I don't know how to play chess. What the hell am I saying? You fucking know how to play chess? Like, says when? I don't know how to play chess, but I exactly. know how to play Exactly. So what the fuck you even talking about? I don't know, no. I'm just talking. Anyway. You even know the object of the fucking game? <sighs> This is what happens. Yeah. Parents think they can go into an Irish, Irish pub and start talking shit. Stop shit. Yeah, see, that's the difference. You let the alcohol fucks with the brain cells so you don't think before you speak. I um, have not been drinking. Well, then that's even worse. I was trying to give you a free pass. Apparently, you're fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> see, I tried to give you a free pass, Cherry Top. You could have just lied and said you was wasted. If I was wasted, I'd be spurring my words right now and piss off Benny to no end. He doesn't like me drinking doing podcasts. Ask him yourself. Well, of course he doesn't like it. No, people want to understand what the fuck you're saying. I'm just glad there's no fucking static coming out this time. Jesus, my own. How the fuck did he edit that shit? I'll tell you right now. Tell you what, Cherry Top, you ought to thank this fucking guy. He makes you look like a million dollars. Yesterday, you were last week, you was barely worth a penny. Yeah, well, I am with a broke soul. All right, moving on. Go jerk off to uh, go jerk off to Joe Pesci from the from the uh, Goodfellas. Jerking off to Joe Pesci. What the fuck? I don't. Could you at least say Marissa Tomei? I don't jerk off to guys, motherfucker. All right, you got some kind of weird Joe Pesci fetish yourself. I don't know. Like, I hope it's not because his name. I hope it's not because he played a character named Vinny. Otherwise, you know, the fucking co-host might want to, you know, barricade his fucking door or something. I don't know. Fuck you, motherfucker. Although I have heard through the grapevine, Cherry Todd's got a thing for the sausage. <laughs> and pineapple tastes delicious on a fucking pizza. Yeah, you got fucking issues. So do you, apparently. And plus, plus, there's a cock tease in Rhode Island that thinks you're full of shit, by the way. Mm, I wonder who that is. Anyway. Alright, well, like I said before, we live to fight another day. And trust me, we gonna get those tag belts. We gonna bitch slap them stooges back to the fucking UK. I'll tell you that right now. You guys are on your own about this, but I'm, I'll, I'll be rooting for you, but that won't spend any help for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Alright, take it easy, Cherry Top. You will, Barry Tony D. The crap. Jeez. You two ever gonna get along on this goddamn show? Alright, well, on that note, we're gonna move on here to the main event of the evening. We got Trick Williams one on one against Braun Breaker. Is this a hot fight? Uh, I'd have to say yes. Yeah, I mean, Trick Williams is like, alright, let's see what you got there, Mr. Braun Breaker. And these two finds out beat the living shit out of each other. I mean, for a second, I thought Braun Breaker was actually gonna win really quickly, kind of like be a squash, but it wasn't. But Trick Williams and Braun Breaker went to fucking town on each other. Stayed off the top rope, and then Braun Breaker, you know what's funny? thing is when he did the push-ups oh like, yeah huh, i wonder where he got that from <laughs> oh, oh yeah and then uh he made uh poor tricky williams uh, 
tap out, and then he put his submission back on him. Carmelo Hayes, bless his heart, tried to come save for Trick Williams, and he hit the went on to the close to the bob rope, and Braun Breaker saw that spewed the living crap out of him, and, and then uh, laid the title on his on his uh, on him and said, "I'll see you at Battleground." Otherwise, that the match was actually really really good. Oh yeah, I mean ultimately, you know, Braun Breaker just like split Carmelo in half when he came out to try to help Trick Williams. But what was great about this match was the fact that. It wasn't a squash, was what made it great. Because, obviously, Braun Breaker needed to win this match. That was a given. He should win. But it should not be a squash for the simple fact that, despite the fact that he didn't get called up, Braun Breaker is on his way out the door. Because there's literally nothing else left for him to do in NXT. Literally fucking nothing. That's why he should have been called up. But then Sean does something where, hey, I need him for a match at Battleground. Let's keep him around till then. And then have Braun go into the match and, you know, do the job for Carmelo Hayes. Because I don't know if they're worried, oh, if we call him up, people automatically think Carmelo's going to win. Here's the thing. We already think he's going to win. Because it wouldn't make sense to put the NXT title back on Braun Breaker. What good would it do? Nothing. Nothing. And here's the thing. I don't hate Braun Breaker. I think he's phenomenal. I want to see him on the main roster because now he's ready. I truly believe he's ready. He's got the moves. He's got the promos. He is ready to go up there and fucking destroy motherfuckers. He is ready. I don't know why. I don't know why they feel like they need to keep him in NXT longer because he's done everything he could possibly do. Again, unless you want to make him the North American champion, which I do not suggest you do, or if you want to give him a tag team partner and make him go for the tag team titles, there's no reason to keep him here. It doesn't benefit the brand at all. So we need to get the ball rolling to get Braun Breaker out of here. But ultimately, he locks in the Steiner recliner and taps him out. I also love the fact that Breaker did the push-ups. That's uh, shades of his uncle, Scott Steiner, because that's what Scott used to do. A lot of times he would, you know, throw somebody out of the ring or knock somebody out, start doing push-ups, kind of showing off that he's got the upper body strength and he's the man with the largest arms and the shortest fuse in professional wrestling. So it was great to see Steiner do that. And then of course, you know, he's doing the spear, which is kind of like a Goldberg S kind of thing. And it makes sense because he's got a badass physique. And I think, I believe Braun Breaker used to play football. So that helps out a lot too. He is legit a badass. He is very much a badass. Yeah. He played football, and he was a varsity football player. He was also he also was a wrestler. He did the Georgia class, uh, I believe it's a 6A championship, state championship. He was state champion. And then he majored in criminal justice at Kennesaw State University. I did not know that. Oh, fuck. He was a Georgia boy. Hell yeah. Yeah, he went to Kennesaw, and he majored in criminal justice. Wow. And, then, and then he played football for for Kennesaw, and he played special teams and defense, and then and then he became a running back the following year, and he went into the NFL scouting combine, but was not drafted, and um, then he was signed by the Baltimore Ravens as an undrafted free agent fullback in April of 2020, but was released in August 2020. And then October of that year was when he debuted in, in, in wrestling. And his first uh, show was Wrestle Jam 8 in Ringgold, Georgia for uh, 
Paul Lee. Because Nature Boy Paul Lee runs the AWF wrestling promotion in Ringgold, Georgia, which actually Buff and I will be there uh, May 20th. Side note, uh, we'll be there for the, the Ringgold, Georgia show. I don't know if it's Wrestle Jam or a different event, but either way, we'll be in Ringgold, Georgia for the AWF. And then eventually, uh, a year later, or actually, no, it was October. It was November, December, January, February. About four months later was when he got his developmental contract. So he is... So Braun Breaker's gotten quite the push, but either way, he's definitely improving, getting better, and even though he got a massive foot in the door, he is definitely doing great and capitalizing with it. So it's going to be intriguing to see what he does going forward, but I can honestly say he's ready for the main roster. Oh, yeah, I did not. I mean, he's from Woodstock, Georgia, too. Oh, my God, he's only 25 years old. He looks a lot older on screen. Totally. All right, yeah. All right, my man. And uh, that, ladies and gentlemen, will wrap up this uh, recap of NXT. Uh, Zach, as always, thank you for your time. I basically to join us, and uh, look forward to seeing you on the next one. Absolutely, and uh, this, uh, at least this time, it wasn't so static Yeah, uh, I did hear a little bit of static towards the end, but in general, it's been okay. So the audio is a little eh, but I think it's good. Uh, so make sure you guys uh, follow the Boochcast. We're on Anchor, Spotify, okay. Google Podcast, okay. and iHeartRadio. Pick your favorite hosting site and follow us there or be a super fan and follow us on all four hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash The Boochcast. We have archived episodes of the show as well as great content. Make sure you check out the latest episode of the Male Soap Opera Moment. We gave our predictions for WWE Backlash. Find out who was right and who was wrong and be on the lookout for our Backlash Recap. Coming soon to the Boochcast Facebook page. Also, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Boochcast. Get his tweets, photos, and videos. Uh, check out the uh, video we posted of Zach and I uh, doing the uh, chicken and rice bit from the Big Bang Theory. Also, you can check out our episode Going Off the Fucking Rails if you want to see the full episode that we did where we had other topics in addition to the chicken and rice. Also, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, check out all of our YouTube content, and be sure to hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified when future content will be posted. We got some videos coming soon to the page. Also, make sure you follow us on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash theboochcats. That's where we do our live wrestling watch parties. Our next watch party will be Saturday, August the 5th for WWE SummerSlam. So join us for the biggest party of the summer. You can also check out our live D&D show coming soon, our Boochcast booking battle, and another special project in the works. And of course, you can support the Boochcast by going to podcasters.spotify.com slash pod slash show slash theboochcast slash support. Become a supporter of the Boochcast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We have three levels you can donate at. Pick the one that works the best within your budget. We have our first level, which is $0.99, cents, $1 per month. We have our second level, which is $4.99. $5 per month. Same amount of money you would pay for a Peacock subscription. I know a lot of you guys out there aren't fans of the Peacock, so don't give them money. Give us money. We got better content than the Peacock anyway. And we got the third and final level you can donate at, which is for a mere $9.99. per month. Same amount of money we used to pay for a WWE Network subscription here in the United States. Ever since sold the Peacock, I don't know where to put that $9.99. $10.99, bring it over here. We got better content in the network, and unlike Endeavor, we actually care about our fans are dedicated to giving the people what 
they want. You get the option to pay on the credit card or with GPay. And the best part is, all the money we raise goes back into the show in some capacity. We use to upgrade our equipment, we use to bring in bigger name guests, pay the bills, and take care of all the guys who work very hard on the air and off the air to make the Boochcast a success. So if you got a favorite co-host and believes they're to be paid for their hard work, anchor.fm slash podcasters.spotify.com slash pod slash show slash the Boochcast slash support is how you make that happen. And then, if there's any money left over, when it's all said and done, we use the rest to feed Zachariah Scott his ramen noodles and try to get him laid, among other things. And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been The Booch Cast. We'll talk to you guys next time. Until then, pizza, baby. Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye-bye. Keep warm. Relax. Eddie. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, mon vieux. À la prochaine. Goodbye till when we meet again.